Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. In last week's podcast, we looked at the health benefits of fiber. And I know that doesn't sound real fun because, you know, a lot of people, when they think of fiber, they think of some fairly gross foods. And the one that I think of as not being the best flavoring food in the world is Brussels sprouts because everybody says, oh, those are high in fiber. And, and I think they're disgusting. But towards the end of it, I started talking about some much better foods like oh, chips and guacamole that. Uh, had that were high in fiber and that's what leads so if that interests you I'd really think you should go back and check out last week's podcast but this week at the very end I mentioned that dark chocolate was high in fiber and that led me to think wonder if dark chocolate really is good for you I mean I've heard different things say you should eat dark chocolate but I've never looked up the research so this week I looked up the research and I'm going to talk about the health benefits of chocolate, mainly dark chocolate, but uh, I'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about the health benefits of chocolate. So if that doesn't make your fitness funner, I really don't know what will. So let's talk about the history of chocolate. About 4,000 years ago, the people in the area that's now Mexico started picking uh, cocoa beans, drying them, grinding them up, and making a drink out of it. And it was a ritual drink. Cocoa use uh, stayed pretty much in that area, uh, but it was so popular that by the 15th century, cocoa beans were actually being used as currency by the Aztecs. And by 1528, cocoa made its way to Spain somehow, and then they kept it very quiet for almost 100 years. And then in 1615, there was a marriage of uh, Spanish royalty to uh, French royalty. And when that happened, the French discovered cocoa and it blossomed throughout Europe. So chocolate's been used for a good while and it was mainly considered either a ritual drink or a medicine drink. Matter of fact, the scientific name of the cocoa plant is Theobroma cocoa. Theo means God. Broma means drink, so it was considered the drink of the gods. So that, that's how important cocoa has been in the past. So let's look at it. And all the studies I have read about, they looked into dark chocolate that was 70% cacao or more, or a cocoa drink. And if you're interested in that, they make plenty of them. You can look them up somewhere that replace coffee in the morning that give you the health benefits um, of the cocoa. Now, the chocolate in milk chocolate is no real, not really different from the chocolate in dark chocolate. There's just less of it in there because there's, they add the milk and they add a lot more sugar. And that's where you start to run into a problem with the extra sugar. Now, if you talk about white chocolate, white chocolate doesn't actually contain chocolate. So we're going to leave the white chocolate out. So any of the things I'm talking about here is studies that related to dark chocolate. Well, chocolate's very high in antioxidants. And one of the kinds of antioxidants is the flavonoids. And some of you have heard of flavonoids and how good flavonoids for you. And if you drink tea, tea is a great source of flavonoids. Wine is a great source of flavonoids. But guess what? Chocolate's got more flavonoids than either tea or wine. And the flavonoids, along with the fiber that's in the chocolate, promote the good gut bacteria. And they've even been known to produce enough of the good gut bacteria to believe it or not, help people lose weight. 
it's also a very strong anti-inflammatory, so it helps reduce the inflammation in your body. And it also kind of acts like taking an aspirin. It it cuts down on the clumping of platelets, which makes you less likely to have uh, strokes and heart attacks. One of the studies I thought was really neat, there were people that lived on an island off of Panama. And they drank about three 10-ounce cups of this chocolate beverage I said would replace coffee. They drank that each day. Now note, they also ate about twice as much fruit and four times as much fish as well as 10 times as much chocolate as people that lived on the mainland or people in regular Western civilization. Only 2.3% of the population had hypertension. They had high blood pressure. You might say, well, that's genetic. However, when they moved off of this island and onto the mainland, 10% of them developed hypertension. And by age 60, 45% of them developed hypertension. Whereas if they stayed on the island and ate the extra fruit, the extra fish, and the extra chocolate, it was still only 2.3% that had high blood pressure. And part of that is that chocolate boosts your nitric oxide level. And nitric oxide is a vasodilator. And vasodilator just means it makes all your blood vessels kind of expand a little bit, which is what several different families of blood pressure medicine do. Now, what that does is it lowers your blood pressure. One of the other things it does, it increases blood flow to your brain, which reduces your chance of a stroke. It reduces your chance of dementia. Some studies showed that the increased blood flow in the brain increased your mood, your cognitive ability, and your alertness. And in one study, they gave people who were very high anxiety chocolate for 14 days, and the people that were in the highest anxiety level brought their anxiety level down, their stress level down to equal to the people in the lowest level. And all they did was eat chocolate for 14 days, which doesn't sound like torture. Now, a study that I thought some of the studies did show that it increased that eating chocolate increased your insulin sensitivity. However, I just want to point out that if you have type 2 diabetes or even type 1 diabetes, you need to watch the sugar intake because even if it's going to increase your insulin sensitivity, but you're swigging down big bunches of sugar, you know, eating a Snickers bar, that's probably not a good idea. Remember, this is we're always talking about the low sugar dark chocolate. Now let's talk about what it does for your heart. In a Dutch study, they just they did a, a survey and found out that the highest one-third of people consuming chocolate had a 50% lower death rate of all causes than the people that ate the lowest one-third amount of chocolate. In 2009, in Sweden, they studied people who had had a heart attack for 8.6 years. And those that ate chocolate more than two times a week had a 60% less chance of having another heart attack and dying than the people who ate chocolate less than two times a week. Another study found that eating chocolate more than two times a week reduced coronary artery calcification, which is the hardening of the arteries, by 32%. There was a German study that followed... 19,357 people for eight years. And the people, the highest one-fourth of the chocolate consumers, had 39% fewer heart attacks than the lowest 
one-fourth of chocolate consumers. Now, does that definitely mean if you eat a lot of chocolate, you're not going to have a heart attack? No. It may not have been correlation, but there's definitely, it may not be in causation, but there's definitely correlation there. So, it seems that chocolate is probably good for you. Once again, assuming you're not like not eating a Snickers bar, and I don't mean to pick on Snickers, but um, not eating a big gooey candy bar with lots and lots and lots of sugar in it, you're eating the dark chocolate. It, it improves brain health. It improves heart health. It improves the functioning of your blood vessels. It, it, it improves your mood. Not all studies showed all of these things, but most of the studies showed that these were going to be beneficial effects. I've seen commercials for I haven't tried it. Um, once again, the chocolate drink that would replace coffee in the morning. Um, I really like coffee, and maybe I'll do a, a podcast on whether coffee's good for you or not in the future. But right now, I'm going to make the recommendation, and remember, I am not a doctor, so take this for what it's worth, but that it would... It, According to the studies, it seems like it would be good for you to eat one to two ounces of very low sweetened, 70% or higher cacao dark chocolate. And if that doesn't make your fitness funner, once again, I just don't know what will. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.